welcome to the latest episode of Dystopian Hot Dog with me, Tam Ryan. And, and me, my name's Marvin Dickinson. That's right. <laughs> yes. Have you had a nice week? I've, I've had a nice week. Kids have been off school for only a few days. Uh-huh. And um, I, I don't want to be a cliche, but they're really doing me a already. already six weeks is seeming like an eternity. Yeah, yeah. And, and they just don't want to do anything. And your missus just said then, oh, maybe they're a bit tired. It's like, well... I'm tired. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm of them. Oh, <laughs> also, but I'm tired. Don't turn round to me at six years old and say I'm tired. No, no, they're not having to sweep up their shit all the time. No, but again, let's not be negative about it. No, no, have kids. Have kids. Yeah, do have kids. Do keep the species going. Yeah, but then moan about it because the bitter reality of tolerating children for a six-week period into the summer. It's a nightmare. Yeah, and I'm three, two, well, they only finished on Tuesday afternoon, so I've had Wednesday and Thursday with them. Today they've gone to grandma's and I, I felt like I needed a break already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It doesn't bode well, does it? No. For August. No, but but um, my other half's been looking at booking as a holiday for uh, half term in October. And um, Harvey went, oh, where are we going? And went, no, no, no. No, Nicola said, no, no, no. She replied that, in she, a football she, chat. No, 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 no. And, and Harvey went, that was a bit cryptic, which was a bit grown up for him to say as a seven-year-old. <laughs> Nicola actually said, Lanzarote. She didn't oh, say, no, no, no. Right. And Harvey said, where's that? And she said, oh, well, we'll have to go on a plane to get there. And he heard the word plane. And do you know what he said? Go on. Count me out. <laughs> <laughs> Funny that. So many things to say to Really that. adult. Really adult. No, count me, me out. out and his body language apparently top bunk that he's in he turned his back on Nicola and put his head back into his book count me out brilliant so what, what does he do when we go away in October what does he do in that <laughs> well, week he, he, he's a bit of a bookworm isn't he I reckon he's already making contingency plans he's thinking oh well they're fucking off in uh, October house to myself house to myself for yeah. half term we'll have a Harry Potter convention yeah get the boys round what can you say? We've just got to we've just got to crack on through it, and hopefully this podcast will provide some kind of solace for mm. us mm. and for the listeners. Yeah, come on then, let's dive straight in this week because we 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 sometimes just bat around at the start of an episode. No, yeah. So, uh, and I notice you've got very comprehensive notes today and very well written, Marv. Yeah, I've well, got to say. Yeah, well, if I expect- we compare the two, look <clears throat> look at my notes there. No, there's nothing wrong with your notes. Well, there is something wrong, because I've started in one of my daughter's felt pens, yeah. realised that the font is too big, I've lost heart, and then in the end, the notes have tailed off into nothingness. So we're reliant yeah. on your f- applied notes. Right, right. Well, well, the first thing I've written is Theresa May crapping in carrier bags. Is that what she does? Well, this is stolen from New Stump, I'll be honest. This isn't my, my own work. But I saw a thing where it suggested that Theresa May had been going around 10 Downing Street the day before knowing she was going to leave basically shatting in carrier bags and leaving them dotted around for Boris Johnson to slowly but surely find Theresa May's faeces brilliant in carrier bags yeah and I thought what a lovely little gift Mm. and at first I thought maybe that's tradition yeah maybe it's part of the handover process yeah maybe that's what it's all about but then I really got to thinking about it she would be within her rights to do that. So think about it in normal life. Think about it if someone, if you're running a, a mechanics and um, your name's Dean or Wayne, because they're the choices of mechanic names. And then another Dean. another Wayne comes along and basically becomes the main mechanic on that street. 
But not only does he become the main mechanic on that street ahead of you, he takes your mechanic premises and you have to fuck off. <laughs> so Boris Johnson not only nicked her job, he's nicked her house. He's done her house, yeah. He's You're done- right. He's taken over her life. Effectively, it's a bit like Face Off, the what? movie with Nicolas Cage. Is that what happens in that? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know Theresa May was in that. You know, he's in her knicker drawers now, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's shitting on her toilet. Yeah. He's totally stolen her life. Yeah, and what women will he be having in there, to be honest? Because he likes his women, does, does Johnson. Johnson yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't like calling him Boris. I call him Johnson. Mm-hmm. But I just thought it's a nice little touch from Theresa May crapping in the carrier bags. But it took me back to a time where, I'm not proud of this, but it happened in my student halls at Liverpool. You shot in a carrier bag? Yes. So there was a lad on our floor called, let's, well, his name was, I was going to say let's call him Richie. His name was Richie. (laughs) (laughs) And he was a bit of a dick. Uh He was a dick. And he was the only one on our floor with a telly. So he he had like a status above us all, Uh where we'd only let three or four in his room at a time. There's 13 lads on that floor. I didn't really like him. No. And anyway, he'd left his door open one night and he was cooking away in the kitchen there. One of the lads said, Marv, what could we do as a bit of a gag? Now, this gag started off quite small, but within minutes, it had escalated into the idea of shitting in a carrier bag, mm-hmm. putting it under his bed. Mm. So while he's still cooking his casserole, I'm now, I shat in a carrier bag. How, talk me through the mechanics of that. Well, here's the danger of it, which I very quickly realised, because when I poo, I wee at the same time. Oh. You know, because everything relaxes. Mm. Even if you drain the bladder quite recently, like, it's almost like everything wants to come out. Yeah. No, where there's poo, yeah. there's so, wee. So I've gone, I've gone up against the wall, I've back up against the wall, as if you're doing like a thigh workout. Yeah. And I've put the carrier bag under my bottom, so that's where the poo comes so out. So you're basically... Pushing my back against there, but I do remember having to think... Oh, I can't quite relax the sphincter because mm. everything else. So I did have to. Like, everything relax. else is tense. Everything else is tense yeah. because the whole thing about having a sit down relax is that everything. The, we all know that the best poos are when you just relax and it falls out. Of you don't have to. There's no strain. It just passes through mm-hmm. you and you don't even really notice you're doing a poo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, like referees in a football match. Yeah, or a good wicket keeper. You don't. You only ever don't notice, notice a bad wicket keeper yeah, and exactly. a bad referee. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So, but what I did notice is when I finally got into a position comfortable enough to poo, like what Theresa May would have found, then the wee came. Yeah. Uh, and when you don't factor in the wee, mm. it's like any type of operation. If you've not planned for something, whatever comes out. Is someone watching you doing this? Are the yeah. other lads watching? Yes, they are. Yes, they That's are. That's a bit weird. Well, well, it was all part of the hilarity and the and the filth of 1995, okay. 96 times, okay. really. Right. We okay. talked about the hedonistic, laddishness nature of the times. Well, we did, but I didn't think that translated into shitting in a carrier bag and not factoring in the urine. Uh, no, no, it's all part of the same thing, mate. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's all part... Oasis, Oasis Blair rivalry. TFI Friday. Shitting in a bag. It's, it's effectively the same conversation. So, so there's, so there's way. This is taking place in the to- in the hall's toilet on our floor there, mm. and, and and several of the lads are watching. Now, yeah. the most important thing here, Tam, is that people are laughing. Yeah, the the piss has gone on everywhere. Gone everywhere. To be fair, I've met made a bit of a puddle, and also I, I always I had my socks on. I remember now I had my socks oh, on. God. So I've got now I've got piss soaked socks. So ultimately, the joke's on me a little bit. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah. Ill planned. Ill planned. But the poo's in there. So have you got a decent sized stool in the bag? There's a decent sized stool in there. One stool? Um, 
I can't recall, but definitely enough to do the job. Right, so, so the shat is in there. Now, I wanted to tie it up, but also just leave a bit of a hole for the smell of the feces to get out. Now, here was a problem, because now, by the time all the shenanigans had taken place, Rich, Richie had got into his room again, eating his food. Yeah. And now we've got a bag of feces. We've got a bag of shit. So you need to get the bag of shit yeah. th- through. Yeah, so I can't remember how it was done, but we distracted him, and then one of us, oh, well, me, went in and put the, the shat under his bag. Under his bed. Under his bed, yeah. He didn't have a bag. He didn't have a he didn't have a bag to put the shat bag under. No, that no. was um, no. That was yeah. Now there's shit under his bed. The following day, the smell starts, and then we get to the stage where we're always trying to badger to get into his room to watch the TV. Anyway, I'm going, Richie, what is that smell in your room? This was a bit like you know, like Jimmy Savile was basically telling the BBC that he was playing with kids. Mm. So we got to the stage where we were saying. Rich, it smells like, you're, this smell in your room smells like someone has shat in a bag and put the bag under your bed or something like that. Brilliant. So we were literally telling him what we'd done. Yeah. And he was going, yeah, it does smell bad, doesn't it? It does yeah. smell as if someone, some horrible fucker would do something like that. And then we just walk away laughing. Eight days. Oh, God, really? Eight, eight days under his bed, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And that smells, un- it's not going to get better, is it? No, no. At the stage where flies are being attracted to his room now. Yeah, well, well, it was November time. Did, did did I tell you about the shitting in the desk episodes at Queen Elizabeth Grammar School in Wakefield? There was a phantom shitter, a phantom shitter of quags. This was in the when I was in the fifth, uh, sixth form, I think. Going round like a serial killer, he'd curl a turd out in a desk, maybe every second day. Wow! To the point where we had a full school assembly about it. And imagine the sniggering as Mr. Mardling, a traditional orthodox headmaster type. It's not an easy thing for him to tackle. No, it's not. And also the language he had to use. It, it will not be tolerated at this school. Feces is not for desks. <laughs> at, but exactly that, sniggering all around yeah. the classroom. Uh, I remember finding one once in Mr. Cowan's French class. And there was just that smell permeating. It was old school desks, you know, that you'd lift yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Double, double desk. And you felt special when you got one. You felt like the chosen one. Yeah. And I went, I remember sitting to Glenn Wilson behind me and going, I think I've got one. I think I've got one. And then it was all gathered round before Bobby Cowan t- chipped up the French teacher. And we very, like, unwrapping a present on Christmas Day. Slowly. Very slow yeah. reveal. And there it was in all its glory, a steaming turd sitting in the desk. Did you ever find out who it was? Carl Bradley. Is it called Carl Bradley? It was Carl, Brad, it was old Bradders. Old Bradders, yeah, Bradders. And we we don't know why did it. He was a strange lad, as you might imagine. No shit. <laughs> well, no, uh, he was doing it. He was the shitter. Uh, Phantom shitter, Carl Bradley. I wonder what he is doing now. He used to steal car badges for a while, and then you know when you see a period of escalation. Yeah. I mean that was it. Then he went to shitting in death. So God knows what that lad's up to now. Yeah. Yeah. What is he up to? We, we don't know, do we? He's reminding me again, he's very, very basic humour here today, but um, my mate Ali Muse, he lived in a, he, not he lived, he lived, he, he works for the civil service, still does. But back in the day, this is going back mid 90s. Again, no, hedonistic of course, time. Of course. There was a lad called Sanjay <laughs> in his department who, uh, well, he, he was wanking in the office. Yeah. Not even sneaking off to a particular room. He's- he was he was doing it behind filing cabinets. Wow! Yeah, that is uh, that's well, out there, isn't it? Well, well, it's 
it's it's a brave, strong choice. But it it's a, it seems to me it's a pinpointed choice. Like there's a real element of voyeurism about it. Like... Yeah, yeah. Maybe built up to doing it behind the filing cabinets. Mm. But imagine being the person catching him. Mm. Because would you laugh? Do you, do you do you grab him? What do you do? I don't think you grab him. <laughs> no, I don't think you grab him. Certainly do don't grab him. I don't know what you'd say. I think you'd say just something simple, Sanjay. Just stop doing that here. Yeah, yeah. Don't masturbate at work. Yeah. Um, but I think they had quite a tough, tough rules on masturbate. I think he was sacked. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's that harsh. It's something you can't do, really. No, no. In that in that setting. But I wonder if they'd have been as tough on him if they'd have caught him doing it in a secluded room. Maybe it was the brazen nature of doing it. Yeah, I think perhaps... Because I remember right. back in the day in the civil service, you would, you would have to virtually kill someone to get sacked from one of those jobs because it was like non-profit organisation. Mm. You know, well, you know, well, you have to kill someone or be wanking next to the filing cabinet, clearly. But <laughs> So Sanjay, uh, your mate Bradley. Yeah. What, what becomes of these people? Well, we don't know, do we? We don't know that. I, I will now because my curiosity's been poked. I will have a look because he was Carl with a K. But they're, they're a bit more unusual. So I might be able to trace him down. And that'll be interesting. So I'll report on Carl Bradley in the next in the next podcast, see what, what he's up to these days. Yeah. I don't imagine it's gonna be wholesome. No, no. It's a gateway. You start shitting in desks, nicking car badges. Yeah. Unless he's reformed, you know. God bless him, you might have turned to God. Yeah, because well God forgives all, doesn't he? Yeah. Apparently so. Yeah, so Sanjay and, and Brad, is the, at least they've, they've had, um, they've had uh, his holiness talk mm-hmm. out for them. Mm-hmm. Or they might be in hell. If it exists. Does it exist? Don't think so. Nah, nah. I don't think so. We're brown bread and that's it, aren't we? Gone. Yeah, gone. Nothing up, nothing down. Here for a bit. Gone. I yeah, might yeah. write a book on that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, it's a good, your opening chapter is, yeah. is going to be strong. Yeah. I think, but that's pretty much how I feel about it. So it'd be a very short book. Yeah, but the flat Earth is a, a gathering pace, I think, well, aren't they? They they are a bit, and I'm glad you've brought up conspiracy theories because you know it's just been just past fifty years from the anniversary of the moon landings of 1969. The supposed moon landings. Well, thank you, Marvin, for leading us into that line I, of thinking. Are you a conspiracist on this front? Well. I think I am. <laughs> you've, t- you've not, you can't see it, listeners, but Tam has taken a very, very alpha male sitting position before he talks about this. Yes. Legs slightly spread. Yeah. He's sat back. He's he's put his hand firmly on his own thigh. Yes, as, I as have. If, as if he's sexualising himself before <laughs> delivering this ah, nonsense. I've puffed my chest out. <laughs> Come on, then. Here we go. Well, I mean, where do you want to start, Marvin? But the usual thing that people say about why the yeah the moon landings fake bollocks, because why would they do it? It's only called the moon landings fake bollocks. Yeah. I've never seen it called that. Well, <laughs> you don't watch I'm, the same channels as I do. I'm not reading as much as you. Am I? Am I about I it? So I know motives. Why would you want to fake the moon landings? Why? Well, they were in competition with the Russians, weren't they? Correct. The space race with the Soviet Union. They'll go to any lengths to beat the Ruskies. And yeah. the Russians, by nature, very sneaky. Yeah. Very sneaky. I'm not going to defend the Russians on this platform. No, they're sneaky. Russians yeah. are sneaky. It's in their DNA. Whether it's space or fucking Novichok. Yeah, you know. they're sneaky. Yeah. They have been throughout history. They're not going to change now. Genetics kicks in. Sneaky Russians. Yeah, sneaky Russians. But also, 
the the Russians are the sort of sneaky race you'd like to get to that moon first. That moon. That moon. <laughs> that moon, yeah. The one we can see. Not that one. That one. <laughs> no. Yuri, you've gone to the wrong fucking moon. That one. Get Gagarin back down here. Get him in the fucking salt, man. <laughs> Who's in charge of Satna? They've turned left. So that yeah. moon. So, sneaky Russians loading the moon up. Yeah. With nuclear weapon launchers. <laughs> Any sentence that starts off loading the moon up. <laughs> Fucking hell. You think what's going to come? With nuclear weapon launchers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, where, okay. where are they launching them nuclear weapons from? Oh, fuck. The moon. The moon. No one's going to suspect the moon. No. Immediately, you'll be going, North Korea involved. They're in collusion. It's a distraction tactic. No one's going to be looking up at the moon. No. So there's point one. Point B, what's, what else is happening? What conflict is happening at this point in time? Um, well, you've gone point one and then point B. I'm struggling with your numerical bullet-pointing system. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because right. first you've gone on about that moon or that moon. Now you've gone ones and Bs. This is one... All right, this is one B. If this you write is... it down, the next one's going to be like Roman numeral nonsense, something like that. So go on then, point one B. Point one B, right. The conflict at the time, very unpopular... Vietnam War. Vietnam War. Vietnam War. Yeah. And they need a distraction. They need some good news. Because there's all sorts of atrocities going down. It's good news down. week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that, man. I always shout that one here, the word good news. Yeah. It almost makes the good news even more because there's a song to go with it. It's, it's good news week. <laughs> and then I can't remember. Na, 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 the atmosphere and blackening the skies. Have you heard... <laughs> Have you heard that song? <laughs> no. No, otherwise I'd have joined what in. What is it? Have you heard the news? What did it say? Who in the race? What's the weather like today? What's the weather like today? It's what? the news week. What the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> who, who has written that song? And more pressingly, why have they written know. that song? I don't know. Is it the Russians? Probably. Is it the Russians? It's a sneaky Russian <laughs> Sneaky tactic. Russian song. Jesus. It's a sneaky Russian what song. What a strange moment. So, 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 so Vietnam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Americans want to create a feel good for the, for the need country. A distraction. There's people dying. Yeah. There's because because the land of Uncle Sam, they can't handle too much depression out no, there. No, no, no. They can't handle the fact that they're being packaged up as monstrous killers, which is effectively what's happening in Vietnam. Yeah. They yeah. need something. Oh, no, no. Look, look. We're sending people to the moon. We're making scientific breakthroughs but you know you've done the political an analysis here mate I'm getting that thank you right point uh, triple I <laughs> well, I'm glad you said triple R thank you <laughs> I mean we get back we get down to technical footage now flag waving in the wind is the most common thing no no atmosphere on the moon Marth. No. there is no atmosphere on the moon there's not a breeze there why is, there? is the flag waving just answer it. That's all I want to do. Answer it. Answer the question. Yeah. Why? Why is the flag waving? What's the practical reason? No dust kicked up from the landing. The moon has a dusty surface. Yeah. It's got to. But nothing. No dust. It's, it's the equivalent of me driving my Ford Cougar into the North Sea from a height 
and there not being a splash. Not being a splash. Yeah. And and there's a lot of questions to be asked about why you're driving into the North Sea. Yeah, well, I'd rather not go into that. But if there's no splash, I think that would don't be the biggest just, question we'd ask. Yeah. Uh, you know, don't check the boot. That's all I'm saying. Don't check the boot. Don't check the boot. Yeah. But uh, no stars in any of the photos. Have a look at the photos of the moon landing. No stars. You're in, you're in, you're in hyperspace. <laughs> right? They're in, they're in hyperspace on that moon. Yeah. There's no stars. On that particular moon. Ain't no stars. Yeah. And when you say stars, you're not on about Kirk Douglas, are you? Or anything no, like I'm that. not on about Simply Red. I'm not on about Kirk Douglas. No. I'm, I'm talking about celestial stars. Yeah. Ain't no stars. There's none of them. Ain't no stars. It's plain to see. Jimmy Nail's not up there. Jimmy Nail isn't there. No. No. Because if Spender had been up there, he'd crack the case. Well, I, I never rated him, really. Jimmy Nail. Did you not? Wouldn't, wouldn't hire him, certainly. Wouldn't, to be honest, wouldn't hire him as an actor or a singer not, either. Well, he, but he had, he had a great time in the early he had 90s. A, he had a very big, he? brief, but lovely career. Look, he peaked in our feet as pet. We all know it. Yeah, And everything great. else was a spin-off. He was a likeable Geordie with a crooked nose and a strange look. Yeah. But look, let's not get sidetracked with tales of Jimmy Nail. And and this is what sometimes happens with these conversations. Jimmy Nail acts as the the distractor. Mm. Classic Russian tactics. So without me even knowing it, this is how insidious the Russians are. Just by talking about the moon, I become Russian. Yeah. That's the power of the Russians. You're you're giving me the whole Jimmy Nail analogy. I I know what you're doing. I didn't even set out to do that though, Tam. But yeah, it's because you don't know. It's like they've got to you. Jesus, they've got to me. They've got to you. Marvin's been infiltrated by the Russians now. Yeah, penetrated. Mm. Carry on. (laughs) That's something different. (laughs) The, 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 The moon has only one light source. What is that light source, Marvin? I'm going to go the sun. Correct. I'm good at this. Correct. This is the Russian influence. That is... So, So the sun affects the light. Yeah. Now, when the sun shines it will shine from one direction and create one shadow to appear on one side of anything. That yes. is in, That is just, I think it's called refraction. Okay. It might not be. Right. There are multiple light sources because the shadows are going in different directions. On is, the photographs. On that... the photographs. Jesus. Suggesting multiple light sources, suggesting studio lights. Right. Studio lights. Studio lights. It's good news week. <laughs> this is stacking up, isn't it? It's mounting evidence. That's all I can say. I ain't fucking started yet. Oh, Jesus. Next up, two words. Stanley Kubrick. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, but his most famous work. Space Odyssey. No. <laughs> oh, no. His um... most famous work. Faking the fucking moon! Did he do that? Yes, he directed it. Kubrick involved. The prick. But I didn't know that. Not a total prick. Because he's told us. But he hasn't told us in a normal way. He's told us via the movie The Shining. Right. Now Marvin's invested. I'm so invested. When's the last time you watched The Shining? Five years ago. Right, go away tonight. Yeah. Watch The Shining. Okay, I won't watch it too late because it's a bit scary. All right, yeah, we don't watch it too late, but it doesn't matter what hour you watch it. Okay. I'm going to point you to two scenes in The Shining. Danny, the child, right? Have a look at what jumper he's wearing. 
Right, okay. Danny the Child jumper. Right, got it. It says Apollo on it, and it's a picture of the rocket taking off. There's a and what symbolism does that hold? Well, it shows us from this point on that Danny, Stanley Kubrick. Okay. He's artistically making himself that character. Right. Bear with. Yeah. Okay. That's the first clue. Second clue. Yeah. Do you know how far the moon is from Earth? Um, 8,000 miles. Well, that's ridiculous, right? When you think that London is about 400 miles from Preston. Okay, so does that mean it's more or less? A lot more. Right, okay. Because, <laughs> you know, because the moon is not just, you know, 25 times the distance of London. No, it's not, is it? It's, it's more than it's that. It's 25,000 miles. It's 237,000 miles away from Earth. Fucking hell, that's a long way Approximately. off, Approximately. Long way off. <laughs> it is a long way off, yeah. You're not going to drive there. No. You're not going to build a bridge. You're not getting there in the Cougar, are I you? I mean, quite frankly, it's another reason why it never fucking happened. It's too far away. Yeah. Back to The Shining. Key point in the film The Shining, it says on the key of the room where Danny the child walks in, the room number 237. 237,000 miles yeah. to the moon. Now think about this. When you get a key, right, does it say just the number or does it say room no dot number? I mean, I know they vary. I know that's a spurious question. I find that strange if I go to a hotel room, even in 1970-odd, yeah. that it would say room number and then the number. Yeah. I find that weird. Yeah, yeah. Except in The Shining, this is what happens. It says room, it says N-O dot 237. Room, no. N-O dot number abbreviation also spells the word no. No. You take the, the letter R away, you put N there. You, place, you replace the N of the no with the R for the room. And then read it backwards. What does it say? Moon! 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 237 and the word no. No! 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 No, never happened! No. Didn't go to the moon. Stanley Kubrick told us he died in 1999 from a heart attack. Fucking hell. Of course he did. Of course he did. Of course he did, NASA. Kubrick died of a heart attack. Yeah, bumped off. What's happened to the bloke who did the autopsy? Nobody fucking knows. Seriously? No, I made that bit up. Uh, <laughs> but Kubrick did die. All I'm saying is all of that stuff, right? No, it's I've... actual information. Why haven't we been back, Mark? Why haven't we been back? Never been back. Never been has, back. Has technology halted since 1969 to 72? Or has it, has it improved? Well, I think, did they not go back several times? And the last time they went, they just got everything they needed. Oh, yeah. That's convenient, isn't it? Yeah. Does what's-his-name not want to go there? The crazy billionaire guy, Elon Musk. You'd think so. He's always on about building rockets and fucking yeah. off places, isn't yeah. he? Well, go. Go, Musky. Go, Musky. Go, Musky. Go, Musky. Go to the moon. <laughs> Musky? The Rusky! He's a Russian! He's in on it. He's in on it. He's in on it. They're all fucking in on it. Oh, pal. my God. Here. How many interviews has there been about the moon landing? Is it argued that it's possibly the most historical thing, uh, celebration, landmark, achievement in the last hundred years, man goes to the moon? Surely it is. 
this. Yeah, yeah. They'd be on every chat show, wouldn't they? Armstrong, Aldrin. Never mentioned, really, is it? Apart from once, when Aldrin smacked the reporter who questioned it. Punched him. YouTube it. Gave him a dig, didn't he? Maybe he was a bit sensitive about something. Like it never fucking happened! The, the things we find out on this podcast, it's unbelievable, isn't All it? All of this completely unsubstantiated. But if I go missing yeah. in the next seven days, because yeah. this podcast probably will reach NASA, they're probably tuning in and watching us right now. They're listening to this. They're listening. To, they're definitely listening to this. Well, this will be my dying confession, okay? So if I go missing, if something happens to me when I'm having rectal surgery that is unforeseen, if the surgeon... Is a Russian. Yeah. But is it not more likely to be the Americans that want to bump you off, though? Would the Russians not want to keep you and end up with you being part of the Kremlin? Well, may- well maybe. Maybe I'll be, I'll be saved by the Russians and I will become a sneaky Russian. Yeah, yeah. Well, hang on. And also, being from the east of England, basically, are you not already... You're not far away from being Russian anyway, from, with being from Barnsley. Not really in the east. <laughs> well... It's, it's East-ish. No. Is it not? No. 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 Worth, worth the goal, though. See, my conspiracy theories aren't as well thought out as no. yours. No, 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 no. Yours have, yours have failed in geography initially. Yes, right? correct. Just, just by not knowing the orientation of where Yorkshire is. Not at all. Not um, at all. I mean, there are there is East Yorkshire, but I'm from South Yorkshire. Yes. Which is pretty much in the middle. Now, East Yorkshire, that's more your, um... Hull's... Hull's well done! Hull's Hull. Humberside, it's Hull Humberside, though. Well, Hull is East Riding of Yorkshire, Humberside. It's a, it's a pretty much... It's a long drawn out debate whether... Debate? <laughs> it's a long drawn out debate whether um, Hull is in South Africa. Yeah, so... Uh, these are all questions that need answering. Yeah. You know, is Hull in South Africa... Was Stanley Kubrick murdered because of how much he knew about... Well, he directed the moonlanders. He felt guilty about it, so he yeah. told us in one of his greatest works, The Shining. But Tom Cruise went to the moon in that thing, didn't oh. he, that documentary? Yeah. Tom Cruise is a very balanced individual, isn't I meant he? Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you did. But while we're on Cruise as well, Scientology, what a load of bollocks that is. Yeah, well... He's probably in on it. He's meant to be a strange character, isn't he? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely strange character. I-, I hope I never meet him. <laughs> so it's been warm, as yeah. we've said. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I saw a tweet that um, it got some traction there last week. Someone on, on, on a train has done a sneaky little film of a person to their left. And this person to their left is not... He's not on one of those, um, he's not on a table seat where there's four around the table. He's just in a little seat there by himself. And he's got a full Vionetta to himself. Now what the, per- that which is, which is brilliant, isn't yeah. it? I mean, that's a great image. Yeah. If you're seeing a person next to you eating a Vionetta. A full Vionetta. A full Vionetta. But what the person in, who tweeted it loved was that they had a full-size metal spoon. Yeah. So there's preparation gone into it yeah, as yeah. well. Thought about it. So you've got up for work in the morning. It's a warm day. You've thought about leaving the house and you've thought, right, at the end of the day, when I've done my bits and bobs and I've got that contract boxed off and I'm going to get back on the train, 
I'm going to get a Viennetta. Yeah. So therefore, at 7 a.m., I'm going to plan ahead and there's a, there's, a, there's a spoon going in the rucksack. Not a penguin. Not a penguin. There's a spoon. Now, this film as well on this tweet, it lasts about 20 seconds. And there's no irony in this guy whatsoever. <laughs> He's eating his Viennetta. He's not giving anyone a nod to say, hey, look at me with me, with me daft ice no, cream eating ways. just enjoying it. It's what he's about. Yeah. Now, if you're the type of person who is prepared to get on a train and eat a full Viennetta with a pre-planned metal spoon from home, <laughs> I fucking doff my car I to salute you. you too. I salute you too. Because it should be traditionally sliced to Viennetta, shouldn't it? It should be sliced yeah. for a Sunday meal. Yes. It should be consumed whilst watching Jim Bowen host Bullseye in a slightly haphazard but loving manner. Yeah. And that's the time to eat Vionetta. Yeah. In a slice at home in front of Bullseye. Exactly. Not on a tray. Vionetta one week, Arctic roll the next. Yeah. It's a fortnightly occurrence on a Sunday. Yeah. A slice of Vionetta. Yeah. But this guy is a game changer. He's, he, he books the trend. He doesn't care what people think. And he's backing himself to get through the whole Viennetta before melting takes place as well. Mm. He's got to go at it at a pace. Once you've committed to the Viennetta, it'd be like running five no. miles of a marathon. Yeah. You, can't, you can't just leave it to one side on the train. I don't think I've ever been that ambitious. The only, the only thing on, on trains that, that was tweeted as well was, and it's a much more simple image, but you know Eddie Hitler from Bottom... Aid Edmondson's character. Yes, of course. There's, there's, a, there's an image taken, uh, a photograph of this guy, and he's got, he's got, imagine like a pair of like uh, sandals that aren't that cool, and he's got like a pair of khaki shorts on, and, and no top and a beer belly. And this chap is sat up at his laptop on the table seat, but with no top on. Mm. And what he's done, his vest is in the background on a hook on the train, carefully placed. Oh. So you're all hot on the train, and you're all thinking, oh, it's really warm. Uh-huh. But at no stage, Tam, mm. do you ever think, I'm going to take the top off. No. But this guy as well, apart from the, apart from the pot belly, he's got great posture. Uh-huh. So he sat at the laptop, perfectly upright, as if he's tapping out his email to HR. No top on. No top on, with his khaki shorts and his shit sandals, his vest perfectly placed up there on the hook. As if that's representing the suit. Yeah, as, as if this is what he's all about. Mm. Now, does this guy... I, I like the idea that this guy does it in any conditions. That's what he's about. <laughs> but if you're on a train and you're eating a full Viennetta or you're taking your top off, then I've got a lot of time well, for you. Do you know what? One of my most treasured memories of you, particularly, another packed situation on a train very hot yes very crammed Marv and I just returned from the T20 game at Old Trafford in the cricket between Lancashire and Yorkshire yeah Marv had taken uh, the spoils because his Lancashire team as they usually do against the Yorkies had emerged victorious after a thrilling thrilling game it's a great game yeah we won and we were pissed we were ah cheddared steaming pissed Marvin dropped his phone smashed it found it picked it up Scrum like walk back towards the train station. Um, stop, I think, at Bolton for more people to get onto the train, but it's already overpopulated. Rammed. Have you seen those uh, Japanese commuter trains in the morning where the guards sort of push people onto it yeah. to get you in? Yes, yeah, very inhumane conditions. Yeah, and we and Tra- me and Tam are on this train, we're thinking, why is it full of Chinese on it? <laughs> <laughs> we're pissed that we're surrounded by a Chinese folk. Yeah, that's commuted. right. Commuted. Started at Old Trafford. 
How have we got to Shanghai? This train is rapid between stations. <laughs> it's HS2's gone up a notch. But no, we're, we're pissed and we're surrounded by other pissheads. Yeah, aren't we? we are, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's a Friday night train from Manchester back to Blackpool North. A girl gets on, makes her way through the scrummage, fairly close to where we're positioned on the train, <laughs> me and Mark. Now, imagine, you know, like uh, the two Ronnie sketch where it's just heads, one side to the other side. It's just caught in profile. This girl has what can only be described... Is that two Ronnies or Smith and Jones? It's Smith and Jones. Smith and Jones, it's Smith yeah. Smith and Jones, yeah. This girl gets on uh, and uh, <laughs> she, 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 you can only... Th- she's, got, she's having a panic attack. It's never yeah. nice to see. It's uncomfortable for everyone. So she's having a panic attack and she's saying something like this. She's swearing. She's yeah. going... Get me off the train! Get me off the fucking train! I'm gonna get off the train! Get me off the fucking train! Ah! Now, what wound her up as well, from my memory, is because when someone starts doing that, yeah, your first reaction when you're pissed is to have a little laugh about it, yeah, out of nervousness, yeah, and also because it's a bit funny, yeah, because you don't realise the full scale of the situation. No, no, no. But we're pissed, so don't you know judge us too much. But you're right; we kind of internalised the laugh. But in that situation, we did what any two northern pissheads would do, and completely ignore it. Yeah, we didn't help her. No, and you know why we didn't? Because of the unacknowledged truth is. There's always a prick who wants to save the maiden in that situation. They're usually called Johnny. Run through as if parodying David Hasselhoff, slow motion running on the beach, going, shouting something like, I'm a trained paramedic. Yes. Out of my way. And you're thinking, any moment, this character's going to fucking pop up. And to be fair to the woman who's panicking, she wants him. She She doesn't want Marvin Tam. No. Because we're full of ale. We can't help. We can't help. So Johnny runs through. He's not in time and this girl faints. Quite dramatically. Gone down, mate, hasn't she? But she's almost landed in between me and Marv. So imagine the Smith and Jones and we're facing each other and suddenly we are now implicitly involved in this situation. We've got to do something. Even if it's just move a bit so that it's not us. <laughs> exactly. Well, that's what initially was my thought. Yeah. In a totally unchoreographed move, I remember us looking down at the girl, who's now fainted, and silent. We then looked up at each other. Yep. No words were spoken, but then Marvin leaned in and said, Shall I kiss her? (laughs) Now, I remember in that moment, just thinking there's whole levels of like there's the fairy tale element to it because I could be like the prince who's full of ale that brings her back to life but also there was the more sinister side of it which I think was making me laugh a lot inside that the least appropriate thing you could do right now would be to go to go down to her level and start kissing her on the mouth it made me laugh. Just as Johnny Paramedic's coming through, yeah. Marvin is down there yeah. kissing the girl who's passed out. Sticking the lips Tongues, on full tongues in, just getting right in. Right into her, yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't do it in the end, did I? No. I didn't kiss her. No, didn't. And I think we just moved away. We thought we moved slightly away. But, I, but the problem is now, is you have made me laugh uncontrollably. Yeah. So now, other people are looking at me laughing 
at this girl who's passed out in front of me. Yeah. It's not a comical situation. If you hadn't said that... No. Girls needs medical assistance. Yeah. Or at, at least just fucking moving. Yeah, at least moving. Mm. And at best, getting off the train. Yeah. So that we can get home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's not going to die. No! There's not a life and death We've situation. We've made that medical assessment. And that's why I was making light of the situation by suggesting should I kiss her. <laughs> now, I think if it had been 1996, the best year, yeah. a kiss would have been applauded by all. Agreed. But times have moved on. Yeah. Kissing the panicking unconscious woman when you're pissed is fucking frowned upon. Where's the justice? Where's the justice? That an old-fashioned chivalrous move mm. is now seen as being... Sick and sexual. And taking advantage. Taking advantage of. of. situation. But it was a, a, a hugely funny moment. A hugely funny uh, moment. Uh, and I thank you for it, Marvin Dickinson. And there's no way... And, and can I just say, if I had a kiss there, I would have expected no more than a kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so that draws to conclusion our latest episode edition of dystopian hot dog we need a strap line dystopian hot dog dystopian hot dog the podcast that can just that can then do you put a dot 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 or is that where the sentence finishes yeah well no it it, 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 it's a fluid one it's a fluid one yeah because interpretable there's, there's not many things that we can't do even though we've said dystopian hot dog the podcast that can, we that, know we can't. Well, but that's the irony that's implicit. That's the irony. The, the, the podcast that can not resolve anything. Yeah, because we're not experts. We're not going to crack yeah. any paedophile rings. We're not going to crack any uh, drug, drug cartels. We're not saying that we're going to do that. We're not setting off with that remit, with that brief. That's not going to happen. No. If that's what you're interested in... Then go and listen to something else. Listen to something else. Stop coming here looking for answers. Yes, because we haven't got your answers, right? You can keep asking. You can keep emailing. We will not crack. Because we don't know. We don't know the answers. No. But that said, thank you for listening to another episode. (laughs) Notwithstanding, thanks very much. Yeah. Au revoir, French. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.